Hello, my name is Steve D'Agostino, and my co-host Anne Fernald and I welcome you to the Twice Over podcast. Because to teach is to learn twice over. In this episode, your students will never go deeper than you. We are joined by Sarah Gambito, Associate Professor of English and the Director of the Creative Writing Program at Fordham University. She shares her thoughts about teaching, strengthening ties, and deepening connections through creativity and determination. I want to welcome you as your colleague in the English department and a big Sarah Gambito fan. Um, you're the Director of Creative Writing at Fordham, and you're a real pro at creating community. So you've created a whole bunch of communities, including some communities since this pandemic has started, right? Both with um, Kindred Accelerator and co-creating that and co-creating the Mighty Networks. And so can you talk a little bit about what creating communities and communities of writers means to you and how that has shifted or changed, if at all, in this context? I guess I'll start with um, 16 or so years ago, I co-founded a nonprofit for Asian American writers, and I've been able to observe over these years what can happen when you create intentional space. I've seen Kundiman fellows and Kundiman faculty really help change the face of American letters. It's been great to be to witness that and to realize that as a movement of people, incredible things are are possible. To talk about Kindred Accelerator, like that's been my my last project. I wanted to explore working with people of color and not just Asian Americans and and to look at multiple disciplines of of artists. And and it's interesting because that was always going to be an online native venture. Can you describe a little bit just about what Kindred Accelerator is, how you imagined it, and then how it's taken shape now that it has to be online, right? I mean, it's kind of genius that you thought of it as online already. Yeah, no. I, well, I guess I'll say that I what I wanted to do was do a kind of alternative MFA for people of color. Like, how do I take all these things that I've learned and that I know so many of my friends have learned and and how do I how do I package it in such a way that it would bring people together in a galvanizing way in an efficient way in a way that cut across people's ability to fly to New York City and take the time away so and I ask my students this all the time I ask myself like how are you called to the challenge of your time given your abilities your strengths, your weaknesses, your passions. What do you bring to bear on the world that has come to you? And so after 2016, I have to think about what I'm really going to do next. And Accelerator Kindred, was that was sort of that project. Because I thought even more now, I mean, we have a regime that is increasingly anti-Brown, anti-Black, anti-immigrant. And so I really wanted a space that would embolden these artists of color cannot, can't be silenced. And and I guess here's the thing too, in, in terms of talking about community, um, my preferred mode of working is, is working very intensely with a small group of people um, and that, then that, that will grow. So Kundiman, like we started out with like 18 fellows 
and now we have over 300. I think we all long for something that will intervene very strongly on in terms of what it is we need and how we want to connect. How so, do you do that virtually? Yes, very, very good question. So we, we do a lot of guided meditations. Last week, the last five to seven minutes, we did um, a guided relaxation and we took a nap together, like in our separate spaces. And I have to say, it was wonderful. It was so good. It was so, so good. Wow. And yeah. that was on like a video call? Yes. Like a Zoom call? Yes. Oh my goodness. And it was through my investigations for Kindred Accelerator that I found Mighty Networks. And so when all of this nuttiness was happening, having to teach remotely, for Fordham, I had started something on Mighty Networks for a creative writing concentrators, and that was going really well. And then, um, and- Can you describe Mighty Networks to us? It's a private community for the Fordham English department, and we host uh, events, we have conversations on different topics. People can subscribe to the topics that they're interested in. We have a whole army of student leaders and moderators who are um, putting together clubs that are online, holding their own workshops. Uh, I know, for instance, two of my students just ran a creative writing marathon for two hours, which went really, really well, and they want to do it again. And I just missed yesterday. Yeah. Someone ran a parlor on like a tea party on the wasteland, on T.S. Eliot's The Wasteland. And I oh, found I out about that. it like an yeah. hour too late. But it was, yeah. I was so moved and touched just to get a little notification on Instagram saying, I'm so-and-so and I'm a senior and I love T.S. Eliot and come talk to me at three o'clock about his poem. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. We've and got Tommy Orange coming. Yes, Tommy Orange. Who and wrote, he wrote there, there. Yes, who wrote there, there. And it's a I great mean, book. Such a great book. And I'm teaching all seniors, um, uh, like many seniors this, this semester. And, and, to, and to take, like, the idea of them not having the Read Writers of Color series this year, like, just was not an option. And so... So we brainstormed this idea of having a picnic with Tommy Orange. <laughs> so we're, you know, we're going to ask people to do home picnics. Here's my thought on community, especially remote community. Okay, and, and it's this is very much something I'm wrestling with, right? So obviously, if we keep thinking about that which we cannot have, right, that, that which is lost to us since we can't teach face-to-face, then obviously it's impoverished, right? But then mm -hmm. I want to think about then what what becomes possible because we're we're teaching online. So for instance, I I don't know. I think that that's where where I'm trying to spend my time. Like, what are the possibilities rather than what are the losses? The losses are real, and there's nothing I can do about that. Um, but then what becomes possible if we're not afraid to be a little zany or a little out of the box? You know, like in some ways, like people have more access to you if you let them. And how can that be interesting? So my class of seniors this year, I got all their snail mail addresses and I sent them all. I mailed them all the same Yogi tea. We're going to drink this tea 
when when we see each other on Zoom. They were taking pictures of the tea when they got it and we we, we toasted to each other. And I think just with like a little creativity, just a little bit of like, okay, this is kind of like annoying. <laughs> Cause like in the sense that I, you know, now all my students' addresses, they're in my, they're all in my, in my Amazon address book now. <laughs> Because I typed them all in, but it was like, but it was worth it for me to take that afternoon to, to write in their addresses because I knew like how hard it, it is. But then if there's something like, I wouldn't have done that for them if we were meeting face to face. No. So, okay. So we're not meeting face to face. What can I do to bring us closer together? So I guess I guess that's that's where I'm at. Like I'm just trying to think about I think that if we can just not take ourselves too seriously and and not and be and 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 kind of be I just not afraid to be vulnerable. I'm in our our little dank little spare room and behind me is this hulking mountaintop of like toilet paper and um and paper towels and my husband was like I'm just gonna move these so that (laughs) don't see them like behind you that's like money in the bank though you got to keep those (laughs) but the funny thing is we I mean as soon I told you like we were talking about 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 the pandemic you know I mean to to not talk about it about it immediately would have been crazy so we immediately started talking about it, and then I turned my computer. Like we, he, my husband had moved away the toilet paper, and I turned my computer so they could see it. <laughs> so I think uh, I think a lot, a, a little humanity goes a long way. I think that nobody wants to talk endlessly to talking heads. You're on display in a whole other way I think and I don't think I think I'm still understanding it seems to me that you've been talking about how you've been putting yourself out there and making finding creative ways to be human and create sensual experiences but at the same time feeling this tension about disclosure and revealing you know where you live and so on both are true like like, I think, I mean, this, I think, well, I'll, well, I think about my, stu- my students are looking at me, like, how am I going to handle this? Am I going to be all formal and act like every, nothing is wrong? Or I, I guess, like, I'm, I'm just trying to be as authentic as I can be. So it is definitely both at the same time. Like, for instance, I like to see people on gallery mode. I don't like the speaker thing that switches from person to person. Like, it really... It just messes me up. Um, I can't switch like that. So I, I look at gallery mode. And so I'm looking at every face or I'm trying to. And what I started doing in my classes is that we're also using chat. So I'm looking at all the faces and I'm reading chat. Like, for instance, I'll say one thing I, I've just started, you know, I've started to do. It's like we don't have time for people for 12 people to check in, right? Like during a class. So I'll just say like, look, a lot's going on. Let's really check in with each other, find out how you're doing, because if we can do that, then we can come clean to the workshop. We can just set that aside. Let's just free write in the chat. 
and then I'll say when I say one, two, three, then we'll hit three and then we'll hit return and then we'll read through what we've written together and hold that space for each other. So trying to turn the chat into an opportunity for collaborative writing and as a way in some ways to do more than what I could do if I was teaching live because I would just say like how's everyone doing you know and then you have like maybe a couple people talk but this way everyone is chatting in and then everyone can read a little bit of how everyone is doing in their in their little corner I think that these times are going to call for something which maybe was always in the works, like innovation, uh, online innovation. You know what I mean? And the mm -hmm. professor doesn't know if you're there. So for Kindred Accelerator, it's all Zoom and it's all video conferenced. It's intense. So last weekend, and we're going to repeat it again this weekend, I, you know, we taught for three hours on Saturday and we taught for six hours on Sunday. And we're going to do it again this weekend. And there's homework assignments all this week. But it's that kind of intensity, right, that you're with each other. Last week, it was we taught for six hours. But a good number of those hours, we people were doing a creative sprint. So we were guiding the space and saying, OK, what is it you want to get done? Right. And then let's come back in an hour and a half and check in. How did you do? Did you leave the call open during that time? So what it was is that we had office hours while people were working on their own stuff. So we were available either to chat online or for one-on-one um, -on -one Zoom calls if they wanted that. Yeah, that's so fascinating. Because, But this idea of extending them mm -hmm. and, and trying to really lean into being present, if that's the right word, in, in a virtual connection, seems really interesting to me, right? Just, okay, I'm here. You're going to try to do this and come back and talk with me and or I'm here at your disposal to just just chat if you get stuck or if you need someone to encourage you. That's really interesting. You know, you, you and Anne are on Zoom. We're going to just go about our day. Yep. But every once in a while, Anne's going to hear me. Hey, Anne, are you are you there? Are, hello? <laughs> <laughs> and she'll come in from the other room and she'll be like, yeah, what's going on? I'm like, I'm stuck on this thing. Can you? I mean, is that what you're describing? Yeah. Something? Yeah, that's yeah. just. Yeah, I think you're like leaning into this idea of, I mean, nobody can just be stiff, like talking heads on the screen, like that's so boring. And I would agree that the sweet spot for that, the tolerance for that formality is like about an hour. We're talking about these innovations in online community. Like, I guess it's like, whatever you do, just go all in. If you're going to try it, you might as well try it. Like, don't like kind of do it. And plus, if you are not all in, it's, de it's definitely, it's just going to fail, you know. So don't try it. Just, like, stick to what you feel comfortable with. But if you're willing to to sort of test yourself a little, my, you my, go all in, then, then the students will, too, I think. When I was first became a teacher, my department chair said to me, you know, you're, you're going to fail. Failing is an integral part of being a teacher. You'll fail to be kind, you'll fail to be thoughtful, you'll fail to be patient, you'll just fail to notice something you should have noticed. So she, yeah, she yeah. said, if you're going to fail, fail at something you really believe in, because you're going to fail anyway. So don't fail at like making the kids be quiet and sit in, their, and sit in rows. I was a high school teacher. 
fail at something that's like daring and powerful and authentic. And she said this to me, I think it was in 1989. And I never, I never forgot it. So when I fail, I go all in. I love that. Why do we imagine that being on Zoom is a one size fits all for all audiences and types of classes? And I'm teaching this capstone class for seniors. And, you know, over the last number of months, I've had really amazing people come to our class when we were meeting in person via Zoom, right? So I had the assistant editor of the Georgia Review come. I had a professor at Juilliard who's a poet. She came. I had a former Fordham student of mine who was finishing his final year at Iowa MFA. He zoomed in and he wrote this gorgeous, gorgeous, like little short essay for Fordham students. My students were acclimated to this idea that we had these these guests zooming into our class, right? So this is what I did, okay? I said, okay, so we're gonna have a, a new guest, right? Hold on. And I have a subscription to Masterclass. I shared my screen and it was RuPaul from <laughs> from his, his uh, amazing uh, workshop on self-expression and authenticity. I was, it was like RuPaul came to our class. It's this idea of like, well, what, what, again, what becomes possible? What is possible? I was like, you are so lucky. You know, this is a superstar, an entrepreneur, an artist, and I'm going to make it happen for you right now. And I shared my screen and we watched this like amazing six minute video of, of RuPaul. Like give it, and what was so nice about that too, was that he was very vulnerable you know what I mean? Like it was clear, like he hadn't memorized his lines or whatever, but he was just talking like you would talk to anyone. So that's why I chose it. I didn't want something that was like super engineered. I wanted it to seem like someone who was just kind of talking to you. The way he did his masterclass was similar to live sessions with people who are your friends and former students. That's right. So I was able to kind of make that just a part of of the guest roster <laughs> people that came to our class. That's fantastic. Yeah. What are some things based on the experiences that you've been having that you would want to share as guidance to other instructors in this new online space that are maybe less familiar and less confident? What would you say are some things to think about? I would say that... Um, a book I really love that came out fairly recently, it's called The Art of Gathering. She's like a master gatherer. Like she gets together heads of state. She talked about like how to plan a birthday party and how to put together a baby shower and, and you know, how to get people from warring companies like to agree together. And, and you know, behind this was a philosophy of what is the reason why you're gathering? What is it you want to do, Right. And so she talked about teaching for a little bit. And she said, if you ask a chemistry professor, okay, what is it you want to teach? And she's like, oh, these formulas. But she pressed the teacher. She's like, no, what do you, what is it you want them to learn? And she said, I want them to have a relationship with the organic world, right? And then, and then all these things became possible, right? Like, oh, maybe we need to go on a field trip. Maybe before she would be like, oh, you may be, I don't know, doing drills on formulas, but just like, oh, I want them to have a joyful relationship with the organic world, 
like that then becomes that that becomes online. So I guess I would say like I love that book, The Art of Gathering. And then as you think about what it is you want to teach, maybe maybe it's going it's going to have to be different. But what are the possibilities now rather than what's closed down? Because, yes, there are things that are absolutely closed down to us. But then what becomes possible? Like RuPaul becoming a guest to my class. <laughs> Here's the other thing which is in line with what we were saying before. Your students will never go deeper than you. If you want them to be vulnerable, if you want them to share, you have to lead that way. If you're standing back on the beach and you ask them to go in the ocean, they're not going to do it. So I would say, look at what it is you want to learn and how can that open up what's possible for you in terms of your class and the journey that not only your students will take, but that you will take as well. I'm wondering if, as you've been thinking about this transition, there are teachers in your past that you think back to who seem to be useful mentors or lodestars for you as you navigate this time. I mean, there's a lot to say, but maybe I'll just end with this quick story. This one workshop uh, in my MFA the professor invited us to her house and she had this pasta dinner there and we had a little reading in her living room and she said, why don't you go to the beach? There's like this little beach, little kind of rocky New England beachy thing. And I, we were all walking on the beach and then people were like, well, let's walk into, let's, let's walk in up to our knees. Right. And then, I don't know, like standing there, like with that September water around my legs and and we came back in and she gave us towels and she said, oh, I want to show you our night blooming series. Like, I don't know how to pronounce that, like, but it's it's a flower that only opens up once a year. Wow. And because it only opens once a year, like it, you can see it open and it emits this incredibly strong fragrance. We came back. And the freaking flower opened like before our eyes. And I was like, this is what it means to be a poet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm wondering if you can recommend a social distancing poem. I love Lucille Clifton's poem, Won't You Celebrate With Me. Can you read it for us? Won't you celebrate with me? Won't you celebrate with me? what I have shaped into a kind of life. I had no model, born in Babylon, both non-white and woman. What did I see to be except myself? I made it up here on this bridge between starshine and clay, my one hand holding tight my other hand. Come celebrate with me that every day Something has tried to kill me and has failed. That is a great one. It's a good one. It's It's a a good one. Sarah, you're the best. Well, you guys be well. It was so nice to speak with you. Twice Over Podcast is available on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify, with new episodes appearing twice each week. For host and guest bios and show notes, please visit our website, TwiceOverPodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter at TwiceOver1 or 
email us at twiceoverpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening.